Hey, I'm Amanda from Trifecta Fitness. We're proud to be Clarksville's new Get Fit headquarters. Trifecta Fitness is a state-of-the-art spin and strength training studio. Our spin studio is truly one of a kind in this area, complete with 20 state-of-the-art live fitness bikes and an incredible sound system. Our strength training is done in small groups of six or fewer, and all of our strength and spin classes are scalable for every level of experience. Come see us in the heart of Clarksville, just behind Mapco at the corner of Old Trenton Road and Wilma Rudolph Boulevard. Call us for more info at 931-542-6265 or download our Trifecta Fitness app for a full list of upcoming classes. All right, our guest tonight is having technical difficulties, so we're going to play a pre-record for now until they can get in. But please uh, keep tuned, uh, keep in tune, and we'll uh, let you know when they're able to get into the stream. Thank you. Please subscribe to our show on your favorite podcast apps. And don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Why do we eat bananas? And I would say potassium. Like I was all kind of trained to think about nutrients. And then me and my sister would play the little cereal box game in the morning where she'd say, how much calcium is in here? And I, I would always know. And she thought I was sneaking down in the middle of the night to check and memorize the cereal box labels. But I just always loved it. And also, I grew up in Los Angeles. So I was a dancer and I was an actress, like a lot of people here in Los Angeles. And I was often told, like even at starting at age 11, that I needed to watch my weight and my snacks my teacher called out in front of all my my peers in my ballet class and so because of that i started reading and reading and reading and i wanted to know everything there was about diet and weight loss and then i got really inter interested in body image and 
all of that stuff. And it just kind of unfolded over a course of a lifetime. But when I, I was about 16 years old and I stumbled on a book called Diet for a New America by John Robbins. And I learned about how food ended up on the plate and all of the other implications associated with how we eat. And I was blown away. So then I wanted to not eat animal products and I didn't know how to do that. And so it just, I just kept studying and learning over the many, many years. And as an actress, I was looking for a side job. So I thought, oh, I'll become a personal trainer because I love that too. And as soon as I became a personal trainer and I graduated from undergrad, people were asking me questions about nutrition. And I didn't want to just spit back information that I had memorized from a chapter in my personal training handbook. I wanted to know why I was saying what I was saying and what really was the truth. I was kind of in search for the answers. Like, what are the true secrets to nutrition and diet and all of that? And so I quickly signed up for graduate school and that was it. I fell in love, love, love. Like it was the first time in my life I loved school. I was getting straight A's for the first time and I found my calling. And then as soon as it took me seven years because I was personal training full time and I had my, my baby, my daughter and um, finished grad school. So then I quit personal training and I just started digging into the science on nutrition and converted my practice over to nutrition. And then then I started talking about plant-based nutrition and then everything just started flowing. Like I was asked to write my first book and then I was asked to be on the Dr. Oz show and I had my own, like everything just started unfolding. Cause I just, I found my, my path and everything I was so passionate about that it was just, I just love my career. I, I just unfolded kind of without planning really. So it was kind of a happy accident basically. So that's awesome. And uh, you kind of went on that ride and, uh, you made decisions based off uh, reading a book and seeing what, and based on basically uh, body shaming through a life uh, that most uh, young girls go through it more than guys, or guys just kind of brush it off until they're older and say, man, that guy used to call me that, but I didn't understand why. But girls kind of take it to heart a little more. And I know uh, my daughter was bullied a lot in school and she made the choice to become a vegetarian in junior year of high school on her own. I wasn't here. I was deployed overseas and I got the email saying that. And I was like, no, we're meat eaters. You, you can't do that. What are you doing? That's not us. And, but I mean, she's been doing it now, I think 10 years now. So she's, she's well into it. She, she loves what she does now. And she's also a personal trainer now. Good for her. That's wonderful. And it's great that you supported her. I had to, I figured I had to learn how to cook for her to make sure she was eating enough as in, cause she was still playing soccer at the time. So I, I went and tried to find recipes and, I had a friend, one of my uh, buddies, his wife was also vegetarian. I said, tell me what you cook so I can cook for her and make sure she's still eating right. And stuff. So I did everything I could to help her. Now she does it all on her own. Good dad. That's awesome. <laughs> so I guess that was my dad points for for that part of life. <laughs> I was gone so much. Yeah, no, so, it's hard. And my yeah. parents didn't support me at all. And I, they took me away from it and they were worried about me. And there weren't resources like there are today which is why I feel really honored that I've been able to provide new resources for people like that, that want to do it at a young age and don't know how to do it. And, um, but it's, it's never been a better time. It really did get popular. Like I called myself the plant-based dietitian before that was a thing. And now it's really a thing. So things have really evolved over the last 10 or 15 years. And I, uh, yeah, my daughter too, she's been a lifelong vegetarian and on her own, on her own volition. I just think it's so cool. You can see your work uh, right in front of you there. That's awesome, too. That's almost yeah. a trophy as you walk around. <laughs> That's good. Exactly. And so last year, well, yeah, a year and a half ago, I got diagnosed with something called alpha gall. I got bit by a tick and no longer can eat meat. So that made my daughter very happy. 
especially she said, oh now you can eat with me i said i've been eating with you just not the same stuff now we can eat so we eat the same stuff now so. okay you're the first person i've actually met that had that happen to i've read about it in the news but i never met someone that has actually gone through that it, it was a shocker to me i i, just, I, I had a lot of pains uh, after eating i think a, a philly cheesesteak i ate and i i fell on the floor i was almost uh, gasping for air so i, I wrote my doctor on a severe a circular message and he wrote me right back so you gotta get a blood test tomorrow i got a blood test and he messaged me back at nine o'clock at night so i knew when i got the message back late it was bad news no matter what uh -huh. if you get the doctor's message that late at night it has to be something bad and I was, oh man i've been doomed and so i've been adjusting to that life now that is amazing. Well, it's good for your daughter. <laughs> yeah, she gets a win. Yeah. Yes. And it's good for you because obviously there's really amazing research on the long-term advantages of eating a plant-based diet. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise, really. Definitely. And I mean, I was, I was overseas in Korea and they basically don't eat a lot of meat there. Most of their meals are heavy vegetable and a little bit of meat unless you go to a high-class high restaurant where they do the galbi and stuff. But most of them have a lot of vegetables, so we'd eat all that, and I wouldn't think about it, like the kimchi and stuff like that. It's all vegetables. You eat all that, and you have no problem with it, and you never think that's what you're doing until when you can't have the meat anyway. So I can just eat all the kimchi now. It's just I'll eat all day. My wife will be unhappy, but it'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's awesome. I was looking on, uh, I think it was on your Instagram, and I seen like the little board you had on there. There's a thing about potatoes. I mean, me and my daughter love making different colored potatoes and stuff. We used to call it color matching potatoes. Why should it, why should everyone love potatoes? I seen that on there. I knew I had to ask that here. Why should people love potatoes? I know potatoes get such a bad rap, but they're they amazing foods. They are so good, and everyone loves them. People think they're not supposed to eat them because they're quote unquote fattening, and people kind of call them carbs or whatever, and they're not. They're just a vegetable. A starchy vegetable and they're known scientifically they've been shown to be the most satisfying food so they're super satiating and satisfying they are very versatile you know you can make all sorts of things you can make i'm making mashed potatoes tomorrow and you can make you can make air fries and fries and you can make um casseroles and hash browns and there's so many delicious ways to incorporate potatoes so it's a real versatile food they're also very portable I take them when I travel on planes all the time because they're just really satisfying and yummy. You can take all the different flavors and different colors, like you said, all the different colors. And they're just wonderful, nutritious foods. And shockingly, here's a fun fact, Pota white potatoes, the plain old carby, you know, everyone thinks they're like not healthy at all. They actually have a better amino acid score than 90% lean beef, which is quite shocking, gram for gram. So you're actually getting some protein, you're getting some folate, some vitamin C. It's really a wonderful food. All right, our guest for the evening has arrived. She's in the green room right now. She's an American actress, model, singer, and fashion designer. She is best known for her role as Pippi Longstocking in the 1988 movie, the New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. So those of you who watched it back then, you're feeling like I do right now, not so young anymore. She was appointed as a United Nations ambassador that same year for UNICEF. Highlights included speaking at the World Children's Day at the United Nations, New York City to the delegates of over 100 countries in the General Assembly Hall. Further, she became an international ambassador for hearts.com to raise funds for the I Heart Change program for six international charities. So without further ado, Let's welcome Tammy Aaron to the Misfit Nation. Welcome, Tammy. Hey, hi guys. How are you? 
I'm doing great. Doing wonderful. Glad you were able to get connected and get in here with us. Yeah, I was in the middle of a, I'm sorry, I'm a little bit late, but I was in the middle of another a Zoom call. So yeah, I kind of overlapped a little bit, but I, uh, I kind of set myself up in my office that I've been kind of completing with my memorabilia <laughs> and stuff behind me. Nice. So you have everything hanging on the wall there. So I just gave a little snippet of what most people know about you anyway. A quick Google search will find that on you. Yeah. What else have if you want to give us a little more of your backstory for as far back as you want to go to to where we are now, that'd be great for the Misfit Nation. Um, well, so I started my career at eight years old as an elite model doing national uh modeling and commercials. And then I went on to uh my first movie was when I won the role of Pippi Longstocking out of over 8,000 young actresses worldwide. Um, and that movie itself was three and a half years of work. It was an, a year and a half of pre-production, production, and then the world tour. So that was amazing. Uh, during the world tour, I was the guest of the King Queen of Sweden and also Princess Nori in Japan and then four cities in Germany and 13 cities in the U.S. And then... Um, I continued acting. I've done a bunch of movies and television interviews. I've been in a bunch of fashion magazines as a model. And, um, and also I became an entrepreneur and a fashion designer. So I had my own fashion company for five years and I have uh, designed two other lines. I co-designed a line with LaFine clothing that was sold all over the world as far off as Russia and Japan, all over Europe, all over the U.S. And that was um, a Pippi Longstocking inspired line. So, yeah. And then I've traveled. I've been to 16 countries so far and pretty much every state in the U.S. So and, the, and something very exciting that um, I wanted to let your uh, listeners know about. I have a really exciting appearance coming up the first week of uh, June, June 3rd, Saturday, June 3rd at the Outsiders House Museum, which is uh, the Outsiders House Museum is at the the house where they filmed the movie The Outsiders, and uh, with Fran you know Francis Ford Coppola and, and that all star cast. So that's coming up on the third. Danny Boy from House of Pain. So if you guys are into the eighties, it's The Outsiders. Danny Boy from House of Pain is one of the investors in the Outsiders Museum, and then my movie is playing uh, on the lawn with the food trucks and autograph signings and the whole. The whole thing so it's going to be really exciting there's still tickets left so you can go to the outsiders house museum for the tickets or tammyaron.com and that's a in tulsa on june 3rd right at the outsiders house museum yes saturday june 3rd in tulsa at the outsiders house museum yeah wow, that's, that's one of them i have a couple others but are they all at uh i guess 80s themed places as well or is that the only one that really catches the 80s that one is definitely the 80s and i'm super excited about it because i met with them like a year ago to get all of this ball rolling and now this year is the 35th anniversary for my movie the new right. adventures of Pippi Longstocking. when i call it my movie it's not obviously it's you know a collaboration and all but it is from my heart so um it's the 35th anniversary that the movie's been selling in 13 languages worldwide and that's crazy, 35 years. So that is one of the first appearances. Later in the summer, I'm going to Amelia Island, Jacksonville, and Fernandina Beach, which is where we filmed. So I'm doing some appearances there. They're shutting down Main Street, giving me my own day, a oh, wow. Longstocking official day. And um, yeah, and then a few other uh, appearances that are coming up this summer that I know about. Two that were booked today, though, are not 80s. Uh, I'm, I'm popular with uh, witches. 
the witchcraft community. <laughs> I was booked today for Harvest Fest, and they have another event called Witch Stock, which is, you know, I guess it's just like a music festival, but it's for, I guess, a lot of uh, witches and Wic Wiccan practitioners. I don't, I, it sounds fun. I'm excited. <laughs> You'll be the real outsider there, I'm guessing. So <laughs> is that going to be? Is that going to be in Salem? No, that's actually going to be at here in, I want to say Salisaw, but I know it's all, it'll be up on TammyIron.com, but it's in Oklahoma. It's about an hour from Grand Lake. So it's close to Tulsa, but um, yeah, but what I'm hoping that I'll get out of it though, if they can give me a love spell and then like how to put a curse on someone. Just, just those two just, things. Just those two. <laughs> I mean, you're not asking for much there, just a love spell and how to put a hex on someone. Yeah. Sure that'll go over well with everyone now that it's on the air and on the radio. <laughs> everyone has heard you ask for it. And, no, so. and also, but further, Tommy said, uh, he said, be careful if anyone, like, if they, you know, like, how oh, it's so nice to meet you. And then they pull out a lock of your hair. <laughs> and then they have a doll at their house with your hair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you'll have yeah. more than a love potion. You'll have a whole other TV show. <laughs> Might wind up on ghost hunters. Yeah. So of all that, in 35 years of being, basically being Pippi Longstocking, yeah. in all these countries, what is your favorite place you've been to and what fans have been the best to you? Well, all of them are great. Um, the first one that I went to was super exciting and that was Tokyo, Japan. And that's where I was the guest for two weeks, the guest of Princess Nori. Uh, Emperor Hirohito's granddaughter. And uh, so meeting her was incredible. And I gave her a doll. I have my own doll uh, in five sizes. It's actually behind me. I don't know if you guys can see it on the camera. But uh, yeah, I have my own doll. So I gave her my own doll. I sang the song acapella to this huge uh, crowd for the first royal world premiere. It's amazing to have one royal world premiere, but then we had two of them. That was the most... Um, exciting and it was the first time ever that i was chased by fans not in a bad way they weren't chasing me to like they were chasing me because i stood out like you know because i'm american and they're like and it was all this press i was doing press non-stop since i got there and the press was actually waiting for me when i got off the plane and so yeah that was it it felt just a little bit like a small bit like a paris hilton <laughs> so it you was really cool. Paris Hilton before she was Paris Hilton, so that's good. You got yeah. to do it first. Was there well, any, other, any other movies at that time that you tried out for, and then this is the one that actually clicked? No. You know what's wild about that is that, um, no, that was my first movie audition. And obviously, and I had been uh, doing commercials and modeling for three years, but it was my first movie audition. And then, of course, there were the callbacks, the screen test, and then the final, final screen test for me to be announced. And the other girls that were the last three of us was myself, Jenny Lewis, who starred in Troop Beverly Hills, and Faye Masterson, who went on to do a bunch of movies, but she got the role as the head girl in the orphanage in yeah. The New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. So um, yeah, uh, but no, I actually, once I was cast in that role, I was chosen by Garrison True, who also found Alien Quinn for Annie, and uh, so, no, once I signed that contract, because it was a two-movie deal and um, with uh, endorsement deals and all these things, I was locked into my contract until 
we were finished filming what was to be the second movie. We finished the first one, the world tour, but I was locked into my contract that whole time. So I couldn't audition for anything else. The only things that I could do were endorsement deals. I had Aquafresh, Hostess, Cupcakes, things like that. After that, then I took a break from my career and then I went back to it in my early 20s. Oh, wow. So, so being locked in kind of slowed you a little bit and well, you got Aquafresh out of the deal. A lot of people probably don't even know what Aquafresh is now. I actually had my own trading card at the bottom of all of the chocolate hostess cupcakes. Coast to coast. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Hope you don't have those cupcakes still in the house. No, but I've got the trading cards. Oh my God, my memorabilia collection is incredible. And I've seen you're going to do a memorabilia auction as well. Uh, yes. Yeah, so I have three of the costumes and they've been in storage this whole time. Once we finished filming, they were put into storage and then I haven't gotten them out since. And then the 35 year anniversary, Tommy spoke with memorabilia experts in Las Vegas to, uh, to auction one of them. And so, yes, one of them is going to be uh, auctioned and it's the one on, it's the Pippi Longstocking pirate costume on the cover of the DVD. So stay uh, posted to TammyAaron.com for those dates. And if you want to put in a bid for it, and uh, that could be yours. The other two that I have that I'm not going to be auctioning, I have the scrubbing day costume, and I also have the one behind me, which is the running away costume. Right. So yeah. you keep that one, okay. <laughs> I took them out now. I have them out now because we moved to a beautiful house in Grand Lake. And so I decided my office, I wanted to fill it up with photos of me filming on the set, uh, red carpets, photos with other celebrities. Um, and then put up my costumes and memorabilia. Yeah, and make this my my Hollywood office. I think all you need to do is put the movie poster up behind you, and that'd be perfect. It actually is. I have to frame it. I don't know if you can see it. It's right there, but you see it now. Yeah. The other wall. Okay, I can see it now. Now you pointed it out because there's a glare there. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, I'm still I'm still setting all of this up. So, but um, I think it's you know it's starting starting to come together. And it's awesome that you're able to do that and, and we're able to keep all the memorabilia, especially intact for 35 years. That's a long time to keep a lot of memorabilia. Yeah, well, I've collected it over the years, but um, there were just boxes and boxes and bankers boxes of uh, newspapers and magazines and all kinds of stuff that was kept for me. So, um, yeah, so I'm really lucky that I have all of this, all this. Yeah. To display all the memories. That, by the way, behind me, that is my United Nations plaque. Up to the backside there. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still active with the United Nations as you were back then? No, what it was, I was the uh, United Nations ambassador for UNICEF that year, which was an exclusive appointment to United Nations, which means I was the only one. And that plaque is for me being the special guest speaker at World Children's Day at the United Nations New York City and speaking to the delegates of over 100 countries in the General Assembly Hall, which is where the presidents speak. Like, it was so, like, awesome, beyond awesome. But since then, I was 14, uh, 13 and 14, 1988, when uh, for that appointment. And since then, though, I've worked with dozens of charities that help um, children feeding the hungry and homeless and also animal charities. And when I did my speech, it was about uh, the hunger, education, and wartime issues that children face globally. So it was a great honor, but it also opened my eyes and um, and sent me on a path of uh, further uh, humanitarian work whenever I was asked 
ask to uh, participate or help raise funds or speak on their behalf. And yeah. And all those topics are very important still today, as uh, you know, what's going on in Europe and uh, African countries at this time, as far as uh, war and things and kids with famine and uh, education is a, at a high priority for those children, as well, as well as kids in America right now. A lot of kids in America are behind a little bit because of COVID and uh, losing a lot of the education chances that they had, or basically just getting back about two years because they didn't do much during those two years of doing computer learning. Yeah, I, it, well, what it opened my eyes to was, I mean, not to sound silly about it, but I had no idea the struggles uh, that children faced and how much of an opportunity there would be in my life to, to help and to give back and to also raise awareness. And everybody can really, you know, volunteerism is available to, to everyone who wants to, you know, to help. So, um, yeah, I'm really, really lucky. And it was, like I said, that was a great honor. That, uh, that plaque, by the way, there's only, if there's only one special guest speaker at the uh, World Children's Day each year, because I was the special guest speaker, there's only 42 of those in the entire world. That oh, wow. blows my mind. How lucky, how lucky I am. That's that's outstanding. And and uh, the next year, are you invited back to introduce the next one or are you just basically fade away after that year? Um, after that year, that was it. I never really, I didn't have any more speaking engagements. I spoke for them in Sweden and I also spoke on behalf of the United Nations in Germany during the world tour and then, and then World Children's Day with the delegates of over 100 countries. After that, I didn't have anything else that I had to do with them, but I did find out years later for the longest time, I was told that I was the youngest in history. I believe that Selena Gomez, uh, not only did she knock me into second place, I don't even know if I'm in second place anymore. Selena Gomez came along and did it when she was 13. So, but I mean, you know, it's Selena Gomez. So of course I'm gonna name drop that. And why wouldn't I be like super honored, like super probably, wait, that's Selena Gomez. Like I'm in the same club as her. That's awesome. Old generation uh, passed us there, so that's good. <laughs> you're still you're still relevant because you were able to do that and able to touch the the minds of many, especially like you said, that's the place where usually world leaders get to go and stand in front of them and speak. You were a young lady at the time and got to go in there, full of nerves probably, and spoke to all the heads of state with with their headphones on so they can hear hear you in their languages, and that's an amazing uh, accomplishment. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So I don't know if you noticed there was a little bit of commotion. My cat came into my into my office. So Tommy had to come and get him out of the uh, yeah. <laughs> get him going. But um, yeah, that was it was a very um, it's a very special part of my career. And I actually just signed with an agent here in Tulsa. I live at Grand Lake now, Grand Lake, Oklahoma, and I love it. Uh, if you have not been to Grand Lake, you've got to come out here this summer. It's going to be boating and yachting and all kinds of fun water sports. Um, so I just signed with an agency in Tulsa to do uh, more acting work. And um, yeah, so she's going to be having me attend galas and, and you know, do further humanitarian work and speeches and things along those lines in my area that I live now, which will be really fun. And I'm excited about that. And that'll broaden your, your reach just in your area and then hopefully get picked up for another show or another movie along the way. Yeah, that's always, you know, it's always that way. And I kind of just, um, I leave it up to the universe because they come and find me. All the movies that I've been doing, they they come and they find me. So, and interviews that I do and, you know, all of those things. So, yeah, I just keep putting myself out there as much as possible and, 
yeah and then uh yeah whenever they're ready for me and right now i'm also finally sitting down now that we've moved settled into our house got all of that now i'm finally building my story time on youtube um which uh is about the 16 countries that i've been to and all the celebrities i've hung out with and just all the adventures that i've had throughout my life and also taking uh the uh viewers along with me to my appearances so they can see all the fun that I'm having and all the traveling that I do because I'm up for adventure any day of the week, all the time. I would travel every day if I could. <laughs> I, I you get a little tired probably. <laughs> and your appearances be a lot shorter since you'd be on the road or in the air a lot. Yeah, I, I love that. I just love that type of busy you know, life and just meeting people, meeting new people and seeing new cultures and just being in different places all the time. I just love that. I like that kind of pace. Yeah. Definitely. Once again, plug where you're going to be in Tulsa on the, on the third. I'm going to be at the Outsiders House Museum in Tulsa, Oklahoma on Saturday, June 3rd. And it's going to be the movie on the lawn with the new adventures of Pippi Longstocking and Danny Boy uh, from House of Pain, who's one of the owners of the Outsiders House Museum, is going to be there as well. I'll be signing autographs and taking pictures. There's going to be a bunch of food trucks and movie on the lawn. It's going to be a really awesome event. So go to the Outsiders House Museum for tickets, our stubwire.com, or always check my stuff out at Tammy Aaron dot com t-a-m-i-e-r-i-n tamiern.com for all my links and uh yeah to keep up with what i'm doing and my merch store shoppippy.com i think i have that with your link tree going across the bottom there with all your links on there i think it has some it has your youtube everything on there tick tiktok and then of course uh i think your merch site is on there as well yep so that's awesome you're staying busy and you can also you know plug the the witch the witch, I guess, the witch toa, which you say. Yeah, witch. so that's in witch stock. The, yeah, <laughs> witch, witch stock, I believe so. It's Harvest Fest and Witch Stock, which are two different events, but they're connected and they're from a big organization in Oklahoma. Um, they are coming up in September 11th, 12th, and 13th. So, but yeah, just check. I will always post everything on my website um, for everybody to see what I'm doing. I'm also going to be doing some special guest coaching in Tulsa for uh, for the state law agency. I'm gonna go in and teach some acting to some kids. So uh, yes, yeah, so if you want to sign up for that, I don't know what the registration is. I'm not handling that. I'm just handling going in and the curriculum and going in and teaching and working with the kids, so. Awesome, you're staying active and you keep pushing forward. That's great. And, and keeping Pippi Longstocking alive. So for this next generation to enjoy it as well 35 years after the first after your version of it and you're still you still have all the memorabilia behind you you have the auction coming up you have the outsiders museum outsiders house uh, uh, museum uh, coming up with the show and uh, the movie on the lawn that's going to be outstanding if i was in oklahoma we'd probably be there so you know, just two inches away in, in tennessee so we'll see if we can make it okay cool yeah love to see you awesome uh, if you can give advice to someone that's either getting into the business of acting or even uh, fashion design and stuff like that, what would that be right now? Uh, follow your dreams. You know, you have to, like I told my parents when I was six years old, I want to be a movie star. That's apparently what I thought. Like, I guess I thought that was glamour, but I told them that. And then, you know, the opportunities started to happen. The doors started opening and just naturally 
you know, it was just a destiny for me. So follow your dreams, manifest what you want, believe in yourself and, you know, align yourself with what your goals are. Everything that I've achieved as far as the fashion company and the movies and even the fashion magazines that I've been in, because I'm too short to be a runway model, but I got to do, I was in Vogue and Elle for Nexus. So all these dreams, they kind of came to me, but it's because I, I dreamed them. I had the bravery to dream them and to really align myself with the opportunities. So believe in yourself and pursue it. Get a good agent, get a solid agent who's going to represent you properly. And um, yeah, just go for it. And then if you want to get into fashion, that company fell into my lap. Uh, all I can say is just have fun with it. And uh, if you have an opportunity to get into it, sure. But um, yeah, I don't have a ton. Of, I don't have a ton. I got really lucky with that one. So I don't have a ton of advice. <laughs> I would just say follow your dreams and, and work hard. And pursue everything you dream of. So that's the best thing to do. Yeah, and find good mentors. That's another great piece of advice. I had great mentors that helped me to start my businesses in a way that they were profitable from the beginning and learn how to scale them. So I would definitely recommend that you find mentors in your in the area of expertise that you want to get into and have them guide you on your path and give you, you know, the right advice to save you some time and help you succeed faster. Awesome, Tammy. This has been great catching up with you and uh yeah. just not make it 35 years till the next time we see you again here on the Misfit Nation. Hopefully we get to see you again sometime in, in the near future and see what other great things you're doing for the world. Okay. Thanks so much. It's great. It's great being here. Have a great night. Thanks. Bye. Thanks for checking us out and being a part of the Misfit Nation. Don't forget to visit our website at themisfitnation.com. It's themisfitnation.com to catch up on all of our episodes and also to get some of that great Misfit Nation gear. As always, be humble. Stay hungry and keep hustling because we are 